Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm right here, boss, man. I got this, yeah. Follow us over on Twitter for a great time. This is episode 12. Yes, 12. Everyone predicted we were going to quit way earlier. Nope. We're still trucking long into 2020, maybe 2021. Who knows? Yeah. And this but is going to be our most contentious episode yet. Oh, uh, for sure. We've been, we've been hyping this one up from the very beginning. A lot we of people say that the gloves up. are coming off, but the gloves are actually fucking on. Let's fucking go. No one, no one has video here. And still, middleweight champion of the world taking on Paulo Costa, probably the scariest guy in the UFC right now. Things clowns say. You're on Izzy now? You're, bro, no, I'm not on Izzy. I'm not on Izzy. I thought you were talk, gassing up, and still, and still. And it's like, if I was on Family Feud, that'd be number one for things clowns say. I just yeah. said that Costa's the scariest guy in the UFC. I get no respect on that claim. You think he's the scariest guy in the UFC? If you not yeah. look at Francis and Gano, dude, Francis and Gano okay, takes his head clean off. Okay, but uh, when we're talking about the middleweight division here, there's two guys that bring fear to my heart, and it's Yoel and Paulo. Yoel brings fear to your heart at 42. Okay, I respect you. All right, but before we get bogged down, I mean, this is going to be there's going to be a lot of shade thrown this episode. It's people, buckle lit. up right now. Like if you're in your car and you're not buckle, buckle up. Because it's about to get lit. We're going to start, though, off simple. We're going to go last week recap, Covington, Woodley. Covington stole his soul, but that's a story for a little bit later. We're going to start with the prelims. We all actually have a lot of investment into this prelims. We have a lot of guys we want to touch on, so we should just kind of table it to the floor. The one thing I want to start with, because I think it's, it was one of the most talked about things, was the Jessica Rose Clark fight for Sarah Alpar at women's bantamweight. There was a lot, there's always been a lot of slack on refing. There's always been on if they're calling it too late, calling it too early, and you need to find that right middle spot. So the referee, does anyone have off cough who it was? I can't remember now. No? Nope. Okay, get on that one. There was supposedly an illegal knee, for those who haven't seen it, a vicious knee. Sarah Alpar dropped. Jessica Rose Clark throws a knee up the middle, busts her open, okay? After review, it turns out it wasn't a legal knee, and the ref decides to continue the fight allow it to keep going. And I really want to discuss everyone's opinions and thoughts on that because throughout this podcast, we've talked about the refereeing. We've talked about the Herb Dean. We've talked about issues surrounding refing in this sport. Because, I mean, if you're a second later, second early, you're in trouble. Chris Tanoni oh, Ta- the referee. Yeah, Chris Tanoni. That's it. Yeah, and he's been getting some slack because he lets things go. I mean, he's, he's one of the guys who's a little late to the trigger, which I personally like, but that's why I want to hear everyone's opinion. Is So, I, so here's what I saw. I saw the knee come up the middle, buster open. First glance, I thought it was illegal. I thought her butt was on the ground. It wasn't, okay? So now he goes to the girl and goes, do you want to continue? She says, yes. Fight goes on. And everyone was mad about that. I mean, Felder and Dom Cruz were going nuts. And I, I was okay with it. I thought Chris Townie was doing his job because he, 
can you call a TKO when it wasn't even illegal neither? You know what I mean? So where I kind of stand on this, Kobe and I talked about this last week with the Rodriguez fight, the use of video, the use of video replay. And what we kind of learned is you can only use video replay in a fight ending sequence. And so I think that the second that Chris Tyone went to the replay, regardless of if he found it was going to be illegal or legal, the fight has to end because you're using the video replay and that's a fight ending sequence. And so it doesn't matter if she's good enough to go or not, you're calling it a fight ending sequence by going to the camera. So it either, it's either a DQ and the fight's over or so, it's a knockout and the fight's over. So you essentially can never use it to check for, cause that's such a weird circumstance. By the way, the rule right now is, by the way it's written, it, sure. you're not supposed to use it and be able to have the fight. And I'm pretty continue. sure that was actually new for like, it ju- they just started using that for this UFC Apex like recently. I think last card might've been the first card. You could be right. Yeah. And the thing is, fight is such a great example of it where it is a fight ending sequence if it's illegal. But if it's not illegal, is he calling a TKO there? No. So you can't let the fight continue. But I think by going to the replay, he's he, by stopping the fight in, at all, he's calling a TKO. But just imagine if that was like a championship title bout. And all of a sudden, you have to just make a, a call based on what a ref – because now you're even putting more responsibility on the referees. I, I, I don't think that the – I think just because of how close – the um, Sarah Alpar was to the ground, it got a little shaky, but that shouldn't change the nature of the call. If you're stopping a fight, you're stopping a fight. You can't stop so you it as, and say, go back. So you as a ref, you're Tyone, you're saying TKO victory, Jessica Rose Clark, we're calling it. I went to replay. Damage is done. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. stopped the fight. I respect not, that. And, and, and even in that point, like, obviously no ref, like, I don't think anyone has or would ever do it, but, like, what I would like to do is – raise my hand and be like, yeah, this one was weird. It's on me, but like you have to, I stopped the fight. The fight's over. I mean, you see, the problem is, is you have to go to replay there because if, if she eats that knee and then it turns out it was illegal, but you let the fight continue. Now that actually is faulty ref referee. I mean, that is a problem because now you're putting someone at risk who shouldn't be because of an illegal strike. So I don't know why it can't resume because they let they allowed it to resume. So it sounds like it actually comes down to just more of like an issue with knowing how the replay actually works and how we can mm-hmm. utilize it in this sport. Yeah, is what it sounds like to me. Yeah. And does anyone else have anything to add on that? Because that was one of the weirder stoppages I've ever seen. Well, but that might just it, be me. MMA refereeing might be the hardest refereeing job of any of the professional sports right now. I mean, it's no. something where it's completely judgment call. I mean, football is very, very hard because it's gotten so granular in terms of making a catch or staying in bounds. With MMA refereeing, it's the, the framework is so broad for them. It's just tough for them on any occasion to get every single fight or uh, decision finish right. Yeah. I think that's I mean, you, a bro- broader issue. So much scrutiny, too, because if you miss it by a second and you, or you call it too early by a second, you're fucked either way. You know what I mean? There's no way to win. We had a really stacked card this this last week. We had eight prelims and I think a six fight main card too. So this thing was, yeah. So this thing was loaded to the gills. Are there any more prelims that people really wanted to touch on? Touch on? I know there was a lot of good ones. The only other one that I bet on, uh, I lost a parlay because of stupid ass Laramie. The only way, everyone knew that the only way Minner was winning that fight was from a quick first round guillotine. And he just like left his head in there. You can't. 52 seconds. It's, it's ridiculous. The fight IQs last Saturday were questions. Yeah, and you'll see that a lot. I want to do a fight companion one of these times for these Tuesday Night Contender series because there's so much hype around a lot of the guys who've come out of there. 
and they, they and they have good UFC records. They do. If you look at the overall list of fighters that have come from Tuesday Contender Series, they do well in the UFC afterwards. But a guy like TJ Laramie just won his fight. I think they have increased contracts over time, and so people are starting to squeak through that. I mean, you're looking at a guy who was minus 300, and he wasn't in the UFC two weeks ago. That's especially crazy. especially in a COVID era, we're getting a lot of fighters from Tuesday yeah. Contender Series that are giving the promotions to bigger fights a lot quicker. Yeah, and and that so main I, event was or the, the main card last Saturday was crazy. Oh no, it was great. The whole card, top to bottom, was really good. The one. Other prelim that I really want to touch on was the Tyson Nan, Jerome Rivera. I know, Danny, you and I were talking about it right beforehand. I actually had risked four units on Tyson Nam. I was very confident on that one. I thought that – and I was really – it played out a, a lot like how I thought it was going to. His distance striking looked great. Tyson Nam looks great. He's got a lot of power in that right hand. And that's the part that was so enticing to me is he, you find guys who you know what's coming and it doesn't matter because so dominant. And Jerome Rivera was looking for the right hand. Tyson Nam was mm-hmm. setting it up the whole fight. He had it holstered the whole fight and it still got through. And so that's someone to me that I, at that bantamweight division, I'm definitely watching. So the Randy Costa head kick was phenomenal. Um, I know you got fucked on that one a little bit. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just one of those where we were even talking about it beforehand. High head kick is or just like a, a a quick first round TKO KO by Randy Costa was his path to victory. You don't want him in deeper waters. Right. Yeah. He walked right Did into it. Not fun. In. Oh, one more before we move on to the main card. We're about to move on to the main card. The Mizrod Bektik versus Damon Jackson fight. Mizrod Bektik is the type of guy that I have had so much hype behind and praise for and excitement for. I can't remember one other than Hector Lombard. I remember Hector Lombard being a guy who literally I thought was going to mow through the UFC and he was a bust. And I see that with Mizrod Bektik. And I, and it's like, as I was watching it, I was like, watch out. Don't go into that guillotine. Don't put your head. Don't. And he just continued to go through it anyways. And it's like, you saw it, Darren Alkin. You see it a lot with this guy. And, and it, essentially he'll always be a favorite because his raw talent is so insane. He looks like an athlete too. He's got like the athlete he's a freak. body too. Yeah. Oh dude, he's a freak wrestler. Freak. But if he doesn't switch up camps or learn how to knock it, put his head halfway into a guillotine choke while trying to wrestle into the third round after doing it round one and two, I mean, how can you help this guy? You know? So that was another one. I've, he's always going to be a heavy favorite. So if you're listening to this, you like to bet a lot of people like to throw parlays together with some of the heavier favorites. Mizrod's a guy who's going to win fights, but it is never safe ever. I mean, he's the type of guy who is always capable of, of, of losing. Kobe, main event challenge for last week. What were the results looking like? Because we're going to get to this main card. I think you said we all pretty much aced. We had six fights on the main card. Obviously, the one that the Cowboy Nico Price fight going up in a draw. That was zero points for everybody. Right. So five fights that were scored. We all finished with 12 points, which is a pretty good score for everyone. Pretty good. Uh, no good work, that's that is cr- That's actually really crazy because I know – a lot of people had, Coving- people had Covington by decision, right? So it had to be method that people... A lot were. of favorites, too, though. Mm-hmm. Gotta say yeah. thank you to Reese, because Kobe texted me, and I wasn't able to send off my picks, and he needed them, like, as soon as possible. And I just said, literally, give me every pick that Reese has. And the I love you. I love you. We got Reese, it. We're in you. here. 12 points. We're, we got you from the... Uh, the parlay of the week cash, too, at Ankle Pick Pod. Uh, back twice in a row. Back-to-back weeks, we're not talking eight-to-one parlays on every card, no. but 
We cash a nice plus 186 this week. Johnny Walker, KO, which we're going to touch on in a bit. And then Kamzat Shemaev, Moneyline. Just an easy yeah, that would. That's a parlay that when you told me, I mean, and obviously the KO line's plus, so the parlay has to be plus. But yeah. that seemed like just great value at 86. You're banking a lot on uh, Johnny Walker. Who, I know. I could have done inside but, the distance hey. on the fight, but it worked. Yeah. yeah, that worked. Either way, you were good. Either way, you were, yeah. Johnny Walker inside man. the distance on both. Speaking of earlier, earlier on that on that card, right before the Johnny Walker, we had the Mackenzie Dern fight, which was a beautiful submission. Dern. But it was another one of those ridiculous game plans for Miranda Marcos is just like, oh yeah, let me let me just hop into the guard of a two-time IBJJF world champ and chill here. Like, but I've seen that Miranda was never gonna Marcos work. fight every fight she's ever fought and she's just a wrestler. I mean, she doesn't know any better. She, she's going to win fights by being on top, using top control and wrestling. And that's why Dern at 170 was a steal and a half at that price. So let's start with the first fight because this one was one that got a lot of press in on Twitter and from Dana White because Kevin Holland, when he said, he said, I lost that fight. Judges got it wrong. I want to run it back. And he was saying it as he's walking off. And Dana's like, I fucking love that shit. He went live for it even. He was on Instagram live being like, send your picks. And he's like, Kevin Allen inter- interrupts him. He's like, I love that shit. So they're going to run that back supposedly. What did you guys score? What did your scorecards look like? Because I had Kevin Allen. I was surprised why he was so upset. I mean, other- he got ma- mauled in the third. but uh, Yeah, I, I, had, I, had, I had Holland on my scorecard. But I also think that if you were a Holland better at what was it at? A minus two thirty clip. You were two eighty. Yeah, man. you were sweating a layer. Yeah. it was not a good bet by any means. No, and Darren Stewart. It's hard to ever bet against him or for him because you literally have no idea what Darren Stewart's going to show up. Like you know, I mean, it's it's crazy. He's a crapshoot of all crapshoots. So Mackenzie Durham, we touched on a little bit. Danny, you want to go into that submission at all, Mister Submission Underground Specialist, BJJ White? Uh, yeah, no, it was just. Pod? It was it was textbook really. It was it was a clinic. I mean, just great guard work with the dry ran to Marcos. Uh, she was defending until she couldn't. I mean, it's it's the it's the three brothers. Uh, your arm bar, your triangle, and your omoplata, and you just switch them off until you find one. And Mackenzie Dern put on a clinic. Jay, can we get you to Fortis MMA ever? <laughs> if we move on to the next fight, I can touch on I would never go to Fortis MMA because wow, they're a bunch of they're a bunch of you idiots. I'm officially on the fade Fortis MMA train after that Ryan Span Welcome. Welcome to the fade camp trains. The thing about the Mackenzie Dern was the setup for that armbar. If you aren't an experienced BJJ, that was a weird setup. She came across the head and it gave her the ability, kind of like you said, to set up between either the triangle or that armbar. It was unconventional for sure. You watch it back. She ended up kind of just sweeping it into that armbar. First round, three minutes, 44 and, seconds. And, so. and Randa's arm is flexible. Mackenzie had to, uh, like, put that behind her back and torque it every which way to get the finish. As long as Dern is fighting wrestlers, with her BJJ skills, I it's hard to see her get lose from being fighting from the bottom. But we'll see. So the fight that a lot of pe- a lot of buzz had around the Johnny Walker Ryan Span, both of them were on stilts for a while. Johnny Walker, anyone impressed by him? I am not. I am on the. He is when you say hype trains getting derailed. But but we almost saw a double with, knockout there. The double you, knockout. We did almost see a double that knockout. Really yeah. close. Johnny Walker was on stilts for a while. I mean, I he got tagged once and that was it. I mean, I did not expect 
Ryan's band to even go at him on the feet. I didn't think that was a good strategy at all from the get-go. And it was working for a second, which was surprising me. But, like, why, why can't you just get a takedown and, and stay on top of Johnny Walker? Because I, I don't want to get into it. This, this fight really made Johnny me mad. Walker, they gave Johnny Walker Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson, yeah. like, I mean, okay, we're going to talk about Jan in a little bit, but Corey Anderson's a fucking bad man. Yeah, you know what he came what... away saying? There are levels to this shit. He yeah. was pissed off by that matchup. Yeah, but it was like one of those where people are talking about Shemaev getting these top-level guys over at either middle or welter. It's like Johnny Walker was on a hype train that, one of the fastest I've Dude, seen. I Gerald mean, Murchart is not Corey Anderson, though. Gerald but, but wait, is not Corey just wait, Anderson. though. I mean, he's only fought three fights in UFC. Just wait. I'm They're saying give him since the else. Anderson fight, Walker's been just suspect. Since we're talking about uh, some good liquor here, I want to kind of remind our listeners of the previous Malort bet uh, yeah. that Kobe kind of got oh, his money involved in. <laughs> um, so Kobe was supposed to uh, take a Malort bet for the Amanda Lemos fight that happened a few weeks back, maybe a little bit over a month ago. And he put in a little Gatorade bottle from his brother and he put it in his fridge and then he had, he told his roommate to go throw it away so he wouldn't have to drink it this week. Um, wow. Wow. So Kobe is the precious Malort. somehow off the hook again. I know he got his roommate involved. A lot of. Do we have to open of, an investigation into this? Literally. I, it's, it, there needs to be an investigation. The freezer. I, I mean, I trust yeah. Danny. It's just Kobe I don't trust. Like, Danny did his... Kobe. Boys, did his boys, I know, I know that we were all really, really looking forward to this fight card, and I know that our listeners were looking forward to this episode in particular because of a certain someone paying up their Malort bet. <laughs> I'm just as disappointed as they are. Yeah, this is... And I have to say, one thing note. I'm going to do for these listeners... No. No. I'm going to no. do... <laughs> I'm here to pay up for Mr. Kobe Koritz. For those of us not catching us on video, for the Orlando Lemos bet, pouring up some alert right now. The best way to describe. I have no comment, by the way, on the matter of of telling my roommate or not whether or not to throw it out. I I showed up back home one day and it was gone, and uh, that's all the evidence that we have. So, please defend. There's a potential remedy coming by episode 15. (laughs) I will. I will not be doing multiple of these. This is the only one. Go for it. Salud. But for a matter of consistency, cheers to you fucking pussy Chris Weidman. I fucking hate you. <laughs> and Mizuki. Kobe, I don't Do think that. you should be allowed to drink That's good tonight. I think you should, part of your punishment is that you shouldn't be able to drink anything. Come and stop yeah, me. He's not allowed to bet anymore. He's not allowed to bet anymore. Dude, Malort. Good thing for me. All right, we got to get back on track. Malort tastes like bug spray, but that's enough about that. Kazma Shmaev, it literally lasted 17 seconds. Swift right hand. I'm excited to see more from him. He's going to work Damian Maya. He's going to knock his ass out. Dude, Damian's DJ. Opened at a minus 400, Shiner. I'm, dude, I'll be in on that. It cashed on this parlay. Um, it's so going to cash again. Bad. I'm in. So I'm in. Right. Inside the distance. We'll talk about that when that time comes. So the co-main ended in a rare draw. Nico Price was happy about this said draw, which is even weirder. It was exactly what you thought it was going to be. Just let's just throw in the middle until one of us it's drops. Crazy him. fucking fight. Donald was mad because the eye poke is what was the difference. And so Donald thinks he lost. He's pissed. Nico was happy about the draw. They are back one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah they, as they, they should. Like, Talking about their kids in the post the post fight press conferences, Megan Olivi, both guys were crying. It was like wild, and they're like, "Yeah, let's run it back and adapt." Yeah, I mean, as they should. 
at this point, I know Donald's out there not not really to win, but to put on a show. I was a little bit disappointed in his game plan. I thought that he would have an advantage if that fight hit the mat. One million percent. But you know there's always that risk of Donald just right. wanting to get in that bloodbath. That's just right. what he is. I, well, yeah. um, Nico's lanky, too. And but I think, I think the biggest question from this card, and this is a good segue into the main event, is – where does Tyron Woodley go from here? Um, Other than retirement, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Thirty-eight years young. I love Me too. Me too. I think he's a great character in the sport. He's like me too. Honestly, probably the most ultimate professional of all of these guys. Like, has a career outside Bro. of the cage. He's a great analyst as well. He does not need to be taking on Colby Covington type fights like this. Anymore. But you look at his. You look at his output. He doesn't throw at three. all. None. He doesn't want to be there, dude. He, his Usman took his soul a long time ago, and now it's just like, I don't know if he's collecting paychecks. I like I've never gone into a fight with T Wood being like, oh yeah, this is a loss, like a guaranteed loss. He's gonna get fucked up. You know what I mean? It's crazy. The last two have been like that though. No, it has. And people were Kobe talking about good, how. Though. I mean, Kobe looked good. I mean, he always but, does. like not. Yeah. But, he not like Waller good, and not as good I think as he looked against Usman. Maybe Woodley being a little bit just off like through like threw him in a little bit of a gist but yeah I mean I'm not that confident like yeah Colby got the finish with the rib injury which honestly ended the fight earlier which is good but if I'm like Colby's coaches he didn't look like fucking incredible but he did what he had to do yeah but he fought his fight I agree I mean his that round four the significant strikes like 115 to two yeah yeah I, would have been I know that we have a little bit we have a little bit of a scheduling conflict in the mix, but uh, what if you do a, a rearranging? You give Wonder Boy to Hamzat and a forty-two-year-old Damian Maya to T Wood. Dude, you cannot give. Do you want to see that fight though? Yeah. Well, Hamzat has fight? Damian Maya. T Wood versus Damian Maya doesn't. I mean, we don't have to sell anything now, but that doesn't sell many tickets. I'm I'm just saying that it's a winnable looking, fight for him. If you put Cosmat against Wonder Boy, I think that that's a disservice to Wonderboy. Leave him at 85, 85 is weaker, and let him work his way up. Because if you look at his opponents, you're not like, like you said, dude, like Mershart isn't. I he mean, ain't shit. He, he ain't shit. And the, the other two guys are making their UC debuts. They ain't shit either. They suck. He's booked against Damian Maya. Wonderboy's one spot away in the, ma- or the rankings. Okay, but the talent gap right now, or at least the, the performance gap right now between uh, Wonderboy and Damian Maya is pretty big. I mean, Damian Maya beat Ben Askren, but that was a horrible fight. also that that damian maya fight with cosmo's never gonna happen there's no way really there's no way yeah i don't think so maya's looking to go into retirement why would he want that it makes no sense for him makes no is it not booked did he not sign no there's no way that fight happens dude there's no way i don't want to see comes out wonder boy either i want like a Derek. honestly a Derek brunson yeah you want him up at 85 i'm telling you that 85 is a lot thinner a lot weaker Except the okay. top, but but it would be cool. If he to wants to fight at both. He wants to switch off. Sure, let him switch off. But you can't just like, oh, you beat two absolute scrubs and Mershart. Let's give you a top five contender. I mean, that, dude, it doesn't work. Like that for one seventy. Neil Magny would be a crazy fight. That'd be good. I'd love to that'd give Chiesa also. Yeah, that'd be Chiesa. fine too. But isn't he fifty-five? No, he's like both. Yeah, I mean, that's just one of those where I think you'd be giving up so much size. It'd be tough. Magny's at least super long. Who does Colby get next? Title, right? Leon. Who's, again? 
I want to see Leon. Really? I, I want to see Leon Masvidal. Are we sure that Kobe should have I mean, jumped Burns? Kobe no. should not jump Burns. Burns, Burns is yes. up. Yeah, give Burns the shot. Burns is going to get rolled just like every Rankings other person who's seen Usman. What? Did he in the rankings, Kobe? Yeah, he did in the rankings. Oh, he did in the rankings, but wow. Dana's been very – those rankings don't mean anything. They those don't rankings are a joke. But it gives you an indication of where they're thinking. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Fight. I mean, he, he either – if I'm Colby, would I rather fight Leon or – I mean, the George – fight makes sense for him because that's a good storyline that's a really good and he, story that's a very winnable fight for him too. i'm a big leon guy but, though i have faith in leon being uh not only a contender but probably a champion at some point too i disagree but how does colby why would colby ever take that fight i don't think he does i think the yeah, logical fight to happen should be jorge versus leon and i think the winner of that takes on uzman after Burns or whoever the winner of that is and Colby I don't really want to see Colby again. I don't. I want to see Colby against Usman, and I want to see that in the stadium again. That's that fight sold really, really well. Yeah, that, I don't need to that rush that, that right it. back. I agree. That does it for me. Okay, so let's okay. get into the pronunciation of the week. Shiner, take over here. So we're on to the pronunciation of the week. Uh, to our listeners, I have provided Parker a Wikipedia link to this week's card. He has no ability to know which name I am picking, but in the spirit of the new year. And when I say new year, I mean the new Jewish year, 5781 <laughs> to be exact. I don't know if this guy is Jewish, but I had to pick him to bring in the holiday cheer. At featherweight in the prelims this weekend, Shane Young will be taking on this fighter out of Slovakia. Parker, take it away. Leduic Klein. <laughs> one more time, one more time. Leduic, I did not think you were gonna go with that one. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to go with uh, Zubari, and I wanted to say Turkaloo. <laughs> I was going to say he's related to Hito Turkaloo. Um, I love that segment. I, I was not expecting you to go. I was like, yeah, no, that one's a little too easy. And was I close? I foreshadowed with the close. Israeli baseball team hat, but you were close. The first time I saw you threw in a C and a K, uh, the way I have it is Ludovic Klein. Uh, well, the last name Klein. you can't get wrong. No, the Klein first name's tough. The one I want to hear, Parker. Zubaira Tukuvov. Why no? No, why no? Parker's like not that deep, so we could actually maybe get him on this one. Who's fighting Dominic Reyes? Jan Blachowicz. <laughs> yeah, see, I kind of had a feeling that it's Jan Blachowicz. Some people say Blachowicz, but it's Blachowicz. But once you see the L with the dash through it, you're like, all right, fuck. I thought that yeah, was the my computer. Okay, so let's move on to the prelims from this card. This card's a big one. We've been talking about it since the very beginning. We have a big, big bet between Shiner and I. I'm waiting. I, he has no idea what it is. I'm no waiting idea. for us to go live so that he has to accept out of sheer pressure because he looks like a bitch if he doesn't. But before we is get there, we'll start with the prelims. That or no? There's no Malort. It's, this is a no long Malort. con, I'm telling you. No, this is a long con, dude. You, you wow. don't want this one. I don't want this one. I really don't want this one. But it's not that bad. It's more just like the humility will always reign. Financially so, engineered by Reese. Oh, yeah. This one's going to be tough, dude. I'm all about the long cons. But before we get into that, these prelims this upcoming week are not a snooze fest. They're exciting. But to kick off the prelim card, is actually two Tuesday Night Contender Series guys squaring off. William Knight just won his contract all two or three weeks ago. And then Kamur has been on – he's actually training partner Steepy, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he's been on either last season or really early in this season. So, Danny, take that one because I know you had something to say about it. Yeah, so this is actually my first bet of the night. I'm on Alexa Kamer at minus 170. 
William Knight is a guy who's scary looking. He's got a lot of scary power, as we just saw with his finish. And I think it was the second round, or maybe it was early in the first. But Alexa Kamer is the more technical guy here and is the more technical guy defensively, most importantly. Uh, he's not one-dimensional. He's good anywhere. He's good everywhere. He's going to take this fight. I expect him for sure take round one. So if you're on William Knight, you're going to get a lot better than plus 140 if you wait until after round one and bet it live. But uh, I'm on Alexa Kamer. Yeah, and that's one where William Knight for light heavyweight, if you don't know what this guy looks like, he is just a slab of muscle. He is humongous, very lean. And because of that, he's only stands in at five foot eight for light heavy. So Kamer at six foot one, even though the reach is only an inch in Kamer's favor, he's an undersized light heavyweight for sure, William Knight. He's, he's just a slab of muscle. The other thing of note, which I like to play a factor, and now William Knight is just recently winning his contract, so it's not as big of a deal, but the age gap. Kamer's 24 and William Knight's 32, so that's not a joke. So even if uh, Kamer slips up here. It's not like he doesn't have a future out of him, you know. So this is one's actually one I'm really excited about. With, Diego with Sanchez, that though, Jake, with that though, yeah. Uh, William Knight's not a 32 year old with uh, what eight more years of experience in the in the octagon. He's only got three more for, pro fights and less right. even in it's the not, UFC. Yeah. Alexa yeah. Kamer has more... a UFC has Alexa, Alexa Kamer has a UFC victory over Justin Ledet, who's no joke. I kind of think Justin Ledet's a joke, but that's another topic for another time. Justin Ledette, go watch the Justin Ledette, and we were talking about how big of a joke Johnny Walker is. Watch that one. It won't take you very long, 30 seconds maybe max. I mean, he's only uh, lost to Walker, Rakich, and, and Kamer. It's not Rakich is a good that fight. big no. of a joke. All right. We'll talk – we'll beef next time Ledette fights if he ever does again before he gets cut. Diego Sanchez, Jake Matthews. This one's awesome because Diego Sanchez has been on Twitter. I know Shiner and Koritz, Danny, is big into the Twitter game. The dude is not on this planet. He's on a different planet. I am so convinced. And so the video in embedded uh, episode one that just dropped UFC YouTube. Um, he's in the airport, like doing Tai Chi, like waiting oh, for the planes. Yeah. The guy's hysterical. I'm for sure betting him. It probably isn't like part of my parlay, but just yeah, because, don't even. Just because yeah. of Diego Sanchez and he's plus 350, I'm sprinkling a unit on that. No and if you, want to see, if you want to see the official bets, once again, go follow us at Ankle Pick Pod on Plus Twitter. Plus 475 now. We usually, because we film so early in the week, we usually don't have all our bets down. But it's a fun time to track along and also make some money if you're trying to Fights have been changing us. a lot, too, with COVID. So it just makes yeah. it better. Diego Sanchez has Joshua Fabia as his only coach. And he is a guy who has no MMA experience. Jake Matthews, one of the better grapplers in MMA. Yeah. This one, this one is appropriately lined. No bet for me. Minus no, seven. I honestly, I think I ride Jake Matthews. No cap. I just, appropriately I'm lined. A strictly, a strictly aggressive value play. This is not something I have any like real confidence. This is a fan in. bet. This is a fan bet. This is a fan complete bet. fan bet. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Diego Sanchez, being who he is. Could scare Jake Matthews, I think, a little bit. Since, younger, you're, since you're a little younger new fighter. school, did you ever watch the Ultimate Fighter 1 with Diego Sanchez on it? The first season? I have not watched it in full. You the know fun, I've been catching dude. up. I've been watching it's a, a lot funny of time. Fighter. It's a funny time. Diego Sanchez is batshit crazy there. And all the CTE that's amounted over these years, dude, he is on another universe right now. Like He needs right to donate now, his brain to science. And right he doesn't now, have a coach. MVP, no one's in his corner. Right Josh Bobby. Sure, but, so low yeah, down, but, so but low dude. Down. What about Joe Lozon? He's my top MVP in terms of what I've watched thus far. Oh, I love Joe Lozon. Is that season five with the – or no? 
Yeah. Is he season it's, five with BJ Penn? Yeah, yeah. Penn, Penn Pulver. Pulver. He had yeah, already yeah. knocked out Pulver. The, yeah. the opposing coach, he'd already I know, knocked right? out yeah, and fight crazy, fired the ultimate fighter. Wild. There's a lot of really good ultimate fighter seasons, but the first one's just the classic one. A lot of, a lot of guys that you that still are around, but Diego Sanchez for me, even back then, he was always more dominant because back, especially back then, there wasn't as much of well-roundedness. You kind of came in with one discipline and Diego's was wrestling and that was just so down. I think that's the best foundation to have to get into the sport. But before I get too bogged down on that one, bad positive money line bet, but I respect it. If that makes you feel any better, I respect the show. I, like, I like hearing bad when my official picks the last two weeks have hit. So oh, God. ride who you want, listeners. Ride who you want. Brad Riddle. Brad Riddell. Brad Riddell, City Kickboxing. So big night, Izzy Adesanya, his camp, City Kickboxing out of Auckland, New Zealand. Head coach, Eugene Behrman, arguably the best coach in MMA right now, potentially. Uh, the hottest gym of, for sure. Hottest gym. Uh, Dan Hooker's involved. Alex Volkanovsky's involved. Obviously, Izzy Adesanya. We got a bunch of guys coming High out of France. that camp. Yeah, a bunch of guys coming out of that camp this weekend. Shane Young fighting at featherweight. We didn't touch on him in the prelims. Brad Riddell, who I'm about to touch on at lightweight. And then Kai Kaur France at flyweight. Main, main Riddell card. is minus 335. Yeah, so Alex De Silva, decent prospect. 21 like and 2. Fight, a decent fight. Has a couple losses that aren't great as well. I believe he lost. He only to, has two losses, so. He has well, lost how bad could they be? So he won his last fight in the UFC, and he lost the previous one via submission. Yeah. I just like, and that's a name I don't really know, Alex De Silva Coheo, uh, coming out of Astra Fight Team. But yeah, he lost Alexander Yakovlev, and he beat Rodrigo Vargas. On yeah, the no, he, he was super late to coming to the big time. And from what I'm looking at, his entire fight resume, sometimes you find guys that they used to fight back in the day, and then they made it to the big show, but they fought them back in their career, and they're both in the same like World Series of Fighting or whatever. He has no notable wins. None of those. Yeah, from what I'm looking at. And Brad Riddell, I just think the level of training that is happening in City Kickboxing, I mean, you have two champs making their main training partners uh, at that gym. I don't know. I just, I think I'm going to ride Brad Riddell. Quake. You look at both of their resumes, you're not too excited about either. I mean, no. Riddell is also recently into the UFC, two easy fights, got a split decision victory last time out on the hooker felder card in February. But the Jamie Malarkey fight was a fight of the night at 243 when Izzy beat Whitaker. That fight was a barn burner. This Brad Riddell guy, his record doesn't really show it. Obviously, we'll talk later. I'm a big city kickboxing guy. What really hypes me up about Brad Riddell is his sparring sessions. It's the three amigos. It's him, Dan, and Alex. And they just give each other licks back and forth, round and round. Uh, It's it's Izzy describes it as some of the most fun fighting to watch in, during practice. Okay. That's going to be an exciting one to keep your eye out for. It might be a guy that, especially because of his lack of UFC experience, and again, this is a new prospect to the UFC, but it, it, it might be some guy that we're going to be talking about on episode 50 where we're just like, man, that guy's made a run. And he and stands refer and back. bangs, yeah. too. He's not yeah. shying away from any fight. And again, like you guys said, that, that camp is one to be renowned. They deserved it. They've earned it. They've had they have multiple champions. I mean, that's no joke, so – He's clearly getting the right training in. So we'll continue on into the main card. Cause this main card, I remember being upset about the main card when I first saw it, the first, the last two fights were excited me and the rest were kind of like, 
oh, I'm not too excited about him. And then you go a little bit deeper and you start taping and all of a sudden you kind of get a little bit excited about it. So let's segment on the main event. And with that, we're also going to do main event challenge. Yeah, so obviously we said, but after last week's, we all split 12 points evenly. Um, there hasn't been a whole lot of change amongst the top of this leaderboard. Actually, we're across the whole leaderboard. I'm sitting in first at 94, Reese in second with 80. So I've got a hell of a lead there. Um, Danny at 79, just one back of Reese. Max with 74. You say you have 94? I have 94. Catching up, DK. Max in fourth with 74. So he's five back of third place, Danny, and six back of second place, Reese. And Parker with 69. Uh, good number there. Yeah, nice. that's a number. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah nice. that's fitting. Nice number there, uh, but not quite in the uh, standing. It's not that nice of a number. Kobe got off to I, such I a hot start, play. too. You got off to yeah. such a hot start, and you've been sustaining. Yeah, Kobe. Listeners Kobe, should be betting Kobe right now. No, The aggregator do, aggregates. Yeah, what we should do is we should just one of these days, not this card, I'm a surprise card, we throw Kobe first, and we're just like, go ahead, make your picks, and we'll come in late. No changes either. You're stuck. No takesy-backsies. Right. We gotta give other people that change up, but uh, Kobe, there should yep. be an analysis done on your your picks. If you bet the exact pick that you made over the last whatever since we started, how many units you'd be up right now? Seems I like do think that like there's some there is some kind of logic to Kobe's known me for a long time. Kobe's known Reese for a long time, and he does get a good read on when we're buying into yeah. the hype and when we're not. I don't play poker. I don't play poker with Kobe anymore because he can just see it. He just sniffs it out like a motherfucker. I lose too much money. I'm done. No more. So the man's a good aggregator. Say a lot of things about him. You can. I mean, you can call him a flake on bets. That's accurate. No one's going to deny that. You can call him a, a puss if you want. He won't even deny it. No comment. But the man can aggregate. If you need an aggregator, he's looking for hire. Give him, raise him. Give him, give him a raise on his current job so he can compete with him. And boom, you got a great aggregator. But before I compliment him too much, let's continue. So this one is not a one I'm excited to announce names for, the first one, but I'll do it. I'll do it. Hakeem Dawadu, Dawado versus Zubaira Tukahugo. brother. We got a pronunciation of the week for nothing there. Uh, yeah. That's tough. That's tough. Reese that is tough. own one in his pronunciation. Tukugu. Okay, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. For those listeners who don't know me, I have always been the worst grade. I mean, my English teachers are probably just like accurate. Yeah, he fucked that. That's accurate. You know, I'm telling you, it's tough. It's tough. Give me the a math problem. a little suspect. I'm a savant. I'm a savant. But reading's not. I'm still on Magic Treehouse. But before, but before I insult myself even more, <laughs> let's do picks. Run it. First fight. I'm going to take the name that I botched, Zubahara Tukuhugov, and I'm going to do it by decision, and I'm confident in that. I'm excited in that. Shiner, go ahead. All right, so there's no basis in that pick, so, Kobe, you can take that one. No, there is. No, there is. is. There is. Dude, when I tape, I don't use audio, so I don't know their names, and I don't read no Fair. Names, but I can see their techniques. I don't use audio. Hopefully, you can read their names, at least, when you're taping, but I, I can't. Don't have a ton to say on this fight, but I like Hakeem Duadu. I think he's a stud athlete, big body. Um, I think this is an inside-the-distance bet. Um, Zubaira also has some finishes within the UFC. Um, Duadu had a vicious KO. I was telling Parker, watching his house in Florida uh, in July, last July. I'm going Duadu by knockout. 
I'm feeling so much better about my pick than I was. I was a little shaky. And now that Shiner's on the exact opposite, my balls are bleh. Feel so good about that. Danny, this is an interesting ahead. one for me. Uh, this is a really interesting one because Dowdy started at plus money and it has moved the other way. Okay, I'm at plus 100. All right. Well, I, my book is the worst of all of us, I guess. Five dimes line. Sorry, just because this needs to be out in the open now. Five dimes line opened with Hakeem at minus 115. He's currently at plus 100. That's what my – well, that's what Best Fight Odds says. You can pretty much check the openings on, like, all the big books, Sportsbook, William Hill, Pinnacle, Bovada, and you can just see where the line opened and closed at. You can also use it to shop lines. So I – have multiple books open across multiple different sites. And so I'll just shop the best line because it always updates live. But anyways. I have Dawoodoo opening at plus 140 on five times On bet, best fight odds? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm there right now. Go to the times. chart. So th- this one is your classic grappler versus striker. Uh, Tukugov yep. is a master of sports and combat sambo. He's most famous for He's one of the guys who jumped into the octagon after Khabib beat Connor and he uh, – Sucker punched Connor and got suspended by USADA or by the Nevada State Athletic Commission for a while. The problem is he's a grappler who loves his hands. He's a grappler who loves to brawl. Um, Hakeem's a pure Muay Thai striker who's very crisp. This one's going to be about whoever executes their game plan better. If uh, Tukagov can stick to a grapple-heavy, control, um, pace-based approach, I think this is all his fight. But if he lets Hakeem pick him apart, he's going to be in for a long night. And I think that he will get knocked out. But I got to go with the Dagestani fucks. That's kind of my MO on this podcast. Let's go. Nikki Zubaira. I don't have so much faith. I don't think I'm going to bet it just because I don't love his game plan and his ability to execute a game plan. But this one's going to be a really fun fight regardless of how it goes because these are two really talented guys. I think the parlay of the week is going to be coming in with uh, two plays. We're going to have our value play and then our kind of plus 200-ish where we've uh, found our sweet spot. Look out for a Diego Sanchez Brad Riddell money line paired with Hakeem Duodu inside the distance. Yeah, look out for that Skip one. that one, but go to Ankle Pick Pod once more. You'll find him there if you want to fade and make money. Parker. I'm going to go with Hito Turkaloo's cousin by decision as well. His last name's Turkaloo? No. Former Milwaukee Buck. They might be cousins. Close. Who knows? Zero relation. He get to Turkaloo's t- from Turkey, right? Yeah, where's two guys of Russian. 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 Right. Well, before we before we get too bogged down in basketball, Kobe, you have a good chance. You could leave Shiner on an island, and he could pick up points, which none of us want. As much as I want to leave Shiner on the island, I, I wanted to take Tokogov by sub, but he's got no sub finishes in his last five. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Dubodu by strikes. Let's go, Cove. Let's go, Cove. I literally the opposite things. Get involved. I feel very confident being on the two. You should. We got this. I actually might bet this now. I wasn't going to bet it. Now I might just to see where this is laid. Before we move on, we got lost in the internet. How much do you think Bruce Buffer makes per fight? $150,000. Yes or no? Less than that. Yeah, for really? sure less. Just for, for, for 10K, per UFC 10. fight, he makes $50,000 for a regular fight. How big are In they? a pay-per-view fight, he makes $100,000. Wow. I'm at the wrong fucking job. That's yeah. a lot of money. Parker, you could do it. That's per event. Parker, no, per can you watch right? this suit? Per event. Per, per event. event. Per events. Bruce comes in with a fresh suit for every event to, like, rep whatever city he's in. I feel like you would like that. Well, do you know what those ring girls make? I heard it's like 100 k a year. No way. Yeah. But they don't get benefits, and they're extremely replaceable, I swear. 
Hey, Parker, I, I heard the one. I'll get back to you. Parker, you know okay. what you got to be able to do to be able to be Bruce Buffer? What? Pronounce names. Uh, Parker, we should just go to a class. Bruce, can go, Bruce goes up to all the guys and he's boys, like, boys. yo, what is your name? Tell me your name. Yeah, Here's how I put my mind to it. There's files. nothing I can't do, Kobe. Well, that's a fact. Don't ever Fair. tempt him on that. Continuing on the main card, I'm feeling so good about our picks, boys. Dan, Parker, we're free. We might as well book it now, but I don't want to buy it. We're Air Hakeem in this one. So, okay, fuck you. We got Ketlin, Ketlin Vieira versus Sahara Eubanks. I'll go first yet again. And I'm going to go Ketlin Vieira by sub. I guess I'll follow that up. Well, let's keep the same order because I don't want Shiner to allow the Sharps to lead him in the right direction. Bro, I was certain I'm already faded one Sharp right away. (laughs) Go ahead, do it again. Just off the ready nerves there. No, I'm riding with you. Fine. No, go Sahara Eubanks by TKO. No, fuck that. Vieira sub. (laughs) Vieira sub, I like it. So, yeah, as the resident BJJ guy – you know, I love my Brazilians. I love my my ground experts. Vieira is a BJJ black belt. She's got a bunch of pretty decent wins on her belt, decent names, at least, with Kats and Ganu. Eubanks fought two weeks ago on that Hill Watterson card, so it's a crazy turnaround for her, and it's not like she got a quick knockout. She fought for a full 15, 15 minutes. This could be an interesting matchup for her, but I really think it's a worse matchup for Vieira. I think that Eubanks should have the advantage on her feet, being the more experienced woman. And I think that she is good enough wrestling to keep it on the feet. And Vieira, as, as much as I love, love the Brazilian uh, women's MMA fighters and they get all their pretty arm bars, I'm not. I'm, for once, I'm taking the wrestler over the jiu-jitsu practitioner here. I'm going to go with experience. I'm going to go with Sajara. Listeners, take that with a grain of salt. I've been known to no, be I like terrible it. with women's I like MMA. It, I've been, I like it. But – I'm going uh, – Vegas actually has over two and a half at, at minus 320. So, yeah. everyone's better be on decision here. I'm, I'm Sajara Eubanks by decision. I think, it's a, I, mean, I, I think that it's a bad matchup for Ketlin. Dan, the problem is, is I have big brass balls, and that's why I went with Vieira by sub because her in the distance is plus 415. So, if you're looking for a crazy value parlay, Shiner, wait a second, a crazy value parlay that's better than Shiner's parlays – sprinkle a little bit on the Brazilian in the distance and you can maybe pay off your mortgage. If you throw that on Twitter, then it's official, but Reese, I won't do it. Big brass balls. Your new nickname is Mr. Deeds over here. (laughs) If you know that movie, you're literally shut up. (laughs) Pippins Parker. You're up. (laughs) God's got to listen to this one. Because Pippins is running his mouth. Pippins. <laughs> Parker, go ahead. You're up. I'm going to go with Sahara Eubanks by decision. Yeah, I like that. I, I mean, she fought. She did fight a couple weeks ago. No, that's a good way to get points, honestly. Right I like that one. She was she a late ad, right? Yeah. I'm not sure if she was a late ad. Aggregator going to aggregate the era decision. Okay. Cool. That was a quick one. But I'm always right. I do, too. I got to say, I – I spend too much time breaking this down to have the woman not. Except I have a friend, plan. dude, who has a theory that you always take the women's overs and parlay them all together. Works more than you'd think. It works more than you think. They definitely. Okay, I'm also gonna, I'm also gonna take a city kickboxing parlay too. All my okay, mind. you you do that and let me house it. But before, but they won they all on. won on the Whitaker card too so i like the city kickboxing parlay by the way what is that young riddell cara france and not yeah. yeah, that's a fun yeah. parlay 
Where okay, well, we'll get into why out? we'll get into why you're gonna have to hedge in the main event. But before we get there, Kai Car France, Brandon Royville. Mm-hmm. This one's interesting for me because it's at flyweight, and if I believe correctly, Brandon Royville's a big flyweight. Yeah, five eight, sixty. Whoa, something of note. Kara France is five three, which I did know. Sixty nine inch reach. And then Brandon Royville is 5'8", but has a 68-inch reach. So he's actually down in reach. That is interesting. That, that is a pattern that you'll find at City Kickboxing. The reach is Long huge. reach. Yeah. yeah. Whether and it's Car France, Bulk, Izzy, Brad Rudell, the reach is big. This one's tough for me. Flyweight's always tough for me because I feel like flyweight is always goes to the cards, and you kind of are at that point where you're like, I have no idea who's going to win because there's such high volume. They land their shares. And if you go solely based on striking volume and accuracy, it gets super muddy. I want to go risky and say Royville by sub. I mean, he's a he's a BJJ guy. I think Kara France is too good. I'm going to go Kara France by decision. I think he stays out of subs. He uses his wrestling to stay on top and makes it so that it doesn't get in the judge's way. Because he knows as much as anyone knows that it gets tough when you go to the judges, especially at flyweight and that high volume striking. So I'm going to go care France and I'm going to go by decision. To be honest, like I'm going to take care of France here by decision as well, but um, mm-hmm. that's for my city kickboxing. Pippins with the tag along. I see Roy Val with a plus 700 on sports int, according to fi- best fight odds to win by sub. Mm. I think there's some, I think there's some value there. I don't know if he's going to get the win, but I think, that's a juicy line for a guy. If he wins, it's going to be by sub. Yeah, More likely we're gonna, we're going to get. I can already tell we're going to get frothy with these props. I mean, I'm already feeling dirty, and it's only Tuesday. I mean, a plus yeah. seven fifty. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's plus seven hundred, but that's still seven hundred. No, yeah, that's, that's a good line. That's a definitely possible outcome of this fight. Um, but I am going care of France. He just has better opponents he's faced thus far in the UFC. Uh, no, Roy he's Ball, a, he's at high caliber for Roy sure. Roy Ball just subbed uh, Danny's best friend Tim Elliott most recently. Oh yeah, but I'm going Care France, going City Kickboxing via decision. I'm yeah. right there with, with I, you I like guys on fight. everything y'all have said. Uh, Royville's great on the ground. He looks for finishes. Kaikar France is a guy with all the experience in the world. He's not going to get finished. He hasn't been finished in his yeah. last. He hasn't been finished in five years. He's so going to use get his caught, experience. Though. Yeah, he's going to use his experience. He's going to outpoint him. I've got Car France by decision here. Obviously, that prop that you mentioned is, is it's frothy. Uh, Royville's his path to victory is sneaky submission. I just don't think he gets it done. I think I the do guys think like we can unanimously are much better than Royville, even as jujitsu practitioners alone. And Kai Car France was able to manage him and use his anti wrestling that Eugene Behrman instilled in him. But can we unanimously agree that it's probably? I mean, it's a no bet for me. I mean, I know. 225 seems like a good parlay ad, but like with that type of ground prowess, like I wouldn't be surprised if France got caught in a submission. Like I would. Sounds like I a no bet, guys... but I'm definitely taking the city kickboxing parlay. That of course, that's an interesting parlay. Yeah. How about but, this? How about this? But, I wrote. This. But before Danny, I'm going to take this real quick. Before we get anywhere else, this fight also has probably the two best nicknames on the card. I know we had a little nickname of the week going before. Brandy yeah, Royville. something. We got Kai Don't Blink Kara France versus Brandon Raw Dog Royval. Raw Dog is the best. Where you do, don't blink? Okay, I'll blink because you're a flyweight. But Raw <laughs> Dog, a, that's that a man nickname matchup, bro. If I was Kara France, I'd change my nickname to like using a rubber, something like that. You know, kind of like. 
contradict it. I love it. Just but if you don't, Raw Dog, you're not a man. Parker, we got all our picks. You can aggregate pretty easily or try to pick up some points. What are you thinking? I want to shout out our, our France viewers on this pick. I know with the guy's <laughs> last name, France. I, I He's feel from like New Zealand, I think. Well, his last name's France, so. All right, I respect it. I'm gonna also go. sponsored by Trojan Condoms. Shout uh, out our French viewers. Jim Mappel, Danny. Follow at Jim Mappel, ankle pick pod. <laughs> Guten Tag. Um, Car France. Before we lose our France viewers, Car France by decision. Okay, so we got four Car Frances by decision. So is the aggregator a true aggregator? We'll find they out. They get a clean, clean sweep. Car clean sweep. Okay, good. I, I don't like losing points anymore. One so interesting thing I will say about this. I think we all kind of agreed that Royville's only path to victory is to catch him with a submission. And I don't think we any of us see Car France getting a KO. Over two and a half is at a minus 160 here. And I think that that's a pretty enticing play for me. I think that either like of these guys is going to get it out. of. I think I think we'll see the judges' scorecards. And minus 160 is the price One, I'll pay 160, probably. 160 really isn't bad on that. Because, right. again, you, you flyweights, you rarely see knockout, even from the top dogs. I mean, figure Darrell's actually a freak, but a lot of those guys, they just don't pack Roy it. They Vard go for high volume striking. Fights in the L- in LFA. LFA is a good promotion. I no, mean, LFA is no joke. Yeah, LFA arguably is no the joke. primary minor league number three right now. Yeah, number three. I give Bellator two. But it's not Bellator uh, tries to be a main promoter too. I think LFA yeah, really is not. kind of a feeder to both. LFA is great. I love their circuit nights where they have where they bring back old school where people fight multiple times in a night. Dallas, Texas, what up, LFA? Yeah, you got it. All right, moving along. Now, this is when it gets actually real because now we got two title fights. This is what you pay for. This is the pay-per-view. This is where the money's made. This is where you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, that's not morning wood. It's fight night. So, Dominic Reyes, Jan Blahovich. This one is intense. I want to take this one because it's the plus 240 dog, Jan Blahovich by KOTKO. And everyone's sitting here and they're like, no way. This kid's not for real. He's capping. I'm not because he's got the one inch reach advantage, even though you look at Dominic Reyes as long and everyone's still hung up on that victory in quotes over John Jones. The thing is, is Blahovich is a bad man. Stop Corey Anderson has worked his ass off, has the experience. He's ready. The 240 is going to cash and it's going to be by KOTKO. Book it here first, Mr. Kobe Corey. This is going to be a crazy fight. I'm fucking pumped for this fight. Not only the Izzy fight, Izzy Costa. I like Blahovich. I think he's definitely the type of guy who can knock out anyone. I mean, I think he's built, he's battle tested, he's a UFC vet, and he's worked his way up in light heavyweight. I think Reyes is a guy who's just an absolute ridiculous athlete, college football player, a guy who got into the sport a little bit late, but the fact that he went toe to toe with John Jones for five rounds in Houston is pretty telling to how good of a fighter he is. I know Jones has gone to a bunch of decisions recently, but I think it still holds true that it's very, very hard to go five rounds with John Jones. With that being said, I'm very – Santos did it with an ACL true. tear. True. And Tiago Santos, I think, I think Tiago Santos is also I, – I also hold Tiago Santos in a very high regard as well. Me too. I just don't um, know if the John Jones performance holds as much weight as it would have, say, three years ago. That's just me. I don't know. A perfect storm would say that I was gassing up Corey Anderson before and to knock him out. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Blahovich knocked also, him out viciously, viciously. Dominic Reyes' wins look pretty good now, but not great. I mean, Weidman, Vulcan, OSP, Kennedy. Vulcan, early. and by the way, if you watch that Vulcan fight back, you could easily give that to Vulcan. Was it split decision? It was split decision. It yeah. was split. 
I remember my card had Volk and I was mad about it. But Vol- I mean, Volk again. He's a guy. He fought for the title recently. He's a, he's, a he's always in close fights too. So, um, so you're going where? You're going Reyes because he's. I mean, I mean, I'm still torn on this one. I think I'm going to go Reyes via decision to get this okay. done. I think the reason why I say this and I this five rounds of light heavyweight. The decision is made for me. This is going to be an absolute no bet for me. Um, very little confidence in this bet. I think this is a very much a pick 'em fight. I think the championship prowess of already being in the octagon for a belt uh, will prove true for Reyes. I think he gets it done late. I think he's just going to pick him apart from the outside, kind of do what he did against Jones, clinch when he needs to just to kind of hold off any crazy flurries. But I'm going Reyes via decision. Not a ton of confidence in that one. Yeah, Blahovich was great in the clinch, too. So I am pumped for this fight. I almost hope it gets there. Me, too. I'm almost more excited for this one. People hate a light heavyweight. I think this fight – could catapult either guy to absolute stardom. I know Blahovich a little late in his career, but still, I mean, these are fucking two great fighters. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I agree. Danny, where are you going? Yeah, so back to 247. I was in the building. I had money on Dominic Reyes, and I was booing my head off when John Jones's hand got raised. In my opinion, Dom should be defending this belt, whatever. So that being said, I think that this line is a little bit inflated. I would put it more at a minus 200, minus 190 kind of thing for Dominic Reyes, and I'd be more comfortable playing it. Uh, Yan is, John has been an underdog in seven of his last eight fights, winning seven of those. Wow. Uh, wow. Jan has all of the tools and all of the power to end Dominic Reyes' night early. This one is a really, really fun fight. I am a believer in Dominic Reyes. I am worried this is a no bet for me. But in terms of the main event challenge, I don't think that Jan can hang for five rounds. I think that the fact that it's a five-rounder and the fact that Dom is so good at winning rounds, I don't know so much about winning fights and doing it decisively, but the way that I saw the John Jones fight, he was winning rounds, and he was doing that on purpose. I think that he gets this fight done. I think he gets it done systematically. I'm on, I'm on Reyes by decision, but it's no bet. I, I love your pick, Reese. I think that Jan has all the tools and all of the power to end his night early. Yeah, I agree. Kobe, but that's, Kobe that's my shot. pick. I'm going Reyes by KO. KO. <laughs> Danny, you just convinced me that Jan's not going to go the distance. Interesting enough, Blahovich <laughs> right now via KO, TKO, is plus 445. Okay. That's another one that's really, really nice to take. Yeah, that's there. Value. But, like, I almost would rather we're have we're him. I almost about- rather him win by any – by any manner for at plus 240 but that's just me we're going to talk about preparation in a second but it's one thing of note that guys like Jan Bohovitz guys like Paulo Costa they'd never been booked in a five-round fight let alone had to like set a game plan and follow it and see how that works and then go to reset they've never been booked for five rounds they don't know how to prepare like it's not like Reyes is a perennial contender I mean he's had what one it's not it, it's it, right, but he did fight five rounds with debatably the best to ever do it, and now has five rounds of film to watch and improve upon. Jan Blahovitz is it's going to be stepping into the fourth round for the first time in his career. It'll be interesting if to he see. does. If he yeah, does, it'll be interesting to see. If he does, Parker, you got mixed bag over here. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Team Dan Koretz and Max Shiner on this one. I'm going to go with Dominic Reyes by decision. This is what I expected. I expected to be on an island by myself on this Blahovich pick. But it's not Kobe, a bad pick, and it's a great I number. Two forty is tough, but because we don't get any, we don't get any benefit for being on the two forty. So, but it is a great number for the people but that are listening. For I the agree. people that are risking money, it's a great number. 
240 is great. Reese, you're going to get your island. I'm going on Reyes by strikes. Okay, cool. Lahovic wait for you to pick up points. Plus 330 right now. No. So, so we have two, two Reyes by strikes, two Reyes by decision, and then – And a Blahovich by Reese KO. on an island. Dude, I love being on this island, baby. Budweiser you're on, Island. You're on, fuck, you're on fucking Revis Island here. Revis Island, baby. Okay, boys. Here's the bet. I'm going to introduce it before we go to the main card. So the main event we've all been waiting for. We've been talking about it for a very long time. I have no idea what this bet is for a It's it, This one's great. And it's directed towards Shiner because we've been beefing the most. It's Izzy Adesanya, middleweight main event against Paulo Costa. Both about undefeated. Middleweight championship fight. Izzy Adesanya somebody, going for a second defending. Somebody is making – someone's getting their first loss here. And that's why this is the bet I came up with. You were showing your T-shirt. You were like, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. I think we bet a podcast long, long con – if I, if Paulo Costa wins, you need to wear a Paulo Costa fight T-shirt every single time we record. And if Izzy wins, I will wear that Izzy shirt of the style bender who I and I fade Izzy consistently. I will wear and that. And the loser shirt. has to buy their own shirt. There ain't no fucking. Oh, of course, of course. Shirt. Losers buying their own shirt, and you have to wear the shirt on every. Post the order podcast. on the Twitter account. Post in the order every, on the Twitter account. Every single podcast. So what I'm saying is like viewers a year from now are going to be like, why is that kid wearing the same fucking shirt every single time? And this is the day in history, September 22nd, 2020, where we found out why that grungy old hold shirt that you are wearing that has Paulo Costa on it. Yeah, old. (laughs) It's going to be. You're going to be wearing it for a long time. What do you say? What do you say? I got Costa. You got Izzy. Let's run it, baby. Let's do it. Let's go. It's a big one. Because that's a long con. Every single Zoom media, we're going to sit here and be like, I have to get this shirt. This is terrible. If I went on this vacation in Colorado, I would have to pack that shirt. Think about that. I have to pack Pack it. it. An easy shirt. Touches all my other shit. Taints all my other shit with bad defense. Fuck. But we're fine. Because it's not even going to be an issue. So obviously, it won't be an issue. So based on that, you heard it here first. It's going to be Apollo Costa, KOTKO round two, round two. I mean, Izzy's the fucking dude. It's the reason why I'm a big UFC fan. Yeah, I was at the Romero fight. Five yeah, six. six Calvin Gastelum dropped Say whatever three you times. want. Say whatever you want. Wins a win, bro. Move on. Survive in advance. It's the only thing I've heard in this sport. Wins mean things, right? I was at the Izzy Romero fight. It was shitty. Don't get me wrong. I also got to see Joanna Wei Lee, which is the craziest fight of the year. So whatever. Izzy's just the fucking guy. And to be honest, like this, I wish this wasn't during COVID. I'm so pumped for this fight. I wish it wasn't during COVID because this would have sold unlimited tickets. To be honest, if it was in North or South America, which it wouldn't be in South, but if it was in North America, I would be at this fight. I was at Izzy's last fight. Only person who's captivated me enough to like, Get me to a nervousness level and anxiety level on each and every fight night that that rivals any sport fandom I have. But that's the point. Is like you can he's go the on the street. Guy. You're buying in. You're buying he's in. The, he's the fucking guy. He's the reason why the UFC is so successful. Obviously, there's a million other guys. Oh my he God. is. He is someone who can take the UFC for it is right now and fucking pump it into superstardom. He clown, is that clown. guy. And so is Costa. Costa's a fucking savage. I'm fucking clown. so pumped for this fight because this is by far Izzy's biggest test. 
And with that being said, this is by far Coast's biggest test. I almost yeah, he took bad. Romero. Yeah, he took Romero for three rounds. Big fucking deal. Johnny Hendricks, I don't give a fuck. Your eye hole, I don't give a fuck. Johnny Hendricks was a joke. Hall of Famer. That fight, that big deal. The fuck that Johnny Hendricks fight got booked. He has not fought anyone like Gaslam. Gaslam got healed by a white belt. That was after, bro. Look what Romero did against Izzy. He was so fucking scared to go into a brawl. He sat there and waited. I watched Izzy, who has tremendous length in a 5-6 Gaslam fight, get dropped three times by the same telegraph shot. He slapped. Wait, wait, wait. He did not get dropped. He, he got dropped three times. He got dropped to his knees three times. Let's find the official scorecard of knockdown that up. on that. If point. I recall the fifth round, Izzy knocked the fuck out of Gaslam multiple times It went times to decision, down. so clearly. It went to decision, he, he knocked him out. Done. Watch the video. Gaslam's eyes are on the back of his head. Izzy Adesanya is the fucking dude. He is You buy guy. into the hype, dude. I you don't even know him. how he's going to win, but he's going to win. You have no reasoning other than the fact that you're like, I like him a lot. He's awesome and he's cool. You're ignoring the fact that Kevin Gastelum, who is an overweight, undersized middleweight, who sucks, dropped into his knees three times How with, many the same, fought for? with the How many same belts? telegraph shot. How many five-round fights? The same How one. many five-round fights? How many? Dude, zero. Is he lost? Is zero. He lost? Bro. Bro, is he just fucking knocked out Robert Whitaker? Listen, Look how good he looks against Till. Robert Whitaker literally said it was the worst fight camp in my entire life. My entire heart was no, in. He didn't want to be there. The fuck out. Didn't want to be there. He said it beforehand. Out. Said it beforehand. He's like, I've noticed. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would say that coming into a fight. Oh shit. I'm defending my belt in a 65,000 person stadium, but I did a shitty fight camp. Sorry, guys. You're knocking. You're knocking. that, bro? Dude, yes, he did. You're knocking. Go ahead. I'll pull it up, dude. He literally battles for mental health all the time. I will. Izzy Alessandro is the fucking dude. I cannot wait, Reese. Beard of the Rock, this colorful fucking great shirt. He's going to dance. He's going to dance in Abu Dhabi. He's fucking ready. He's been ready for this fight for two fucking years. Kosa taking his time. Had to get some more wins. Whatever. Bullshit. Izzy Adesanya by fucking decision because he's going to take him to a five-round fight. Boom. And still. Okay. And you heard still. It? It's fine. This is great because it's, it's not just talk. It's I will wear an Izzy Stylebender garbage flashy. He likes dancing more than he likes fighting. What the fuck Kosa is going to be? A, a fucking Kosa's steroid needle? I feel bad for you because, and the reason why I feel bad for you is because I actually feel your emotion and your investment into Izzy Adesanya. So watching his head go into the rafters, I almost feel bad. Like, I feel like you're going to be like, oh, fuck. I, I'm watching someone I guys, love. We should put this on fight. We should do a fight companion for this week, at least this fight. I mean, I don't even want you to, I like, I actually, I would love to see you cry. Yeah, if you're going to wear the shirt, gonna I want to see it yeah. live, bro. No, it's not happening. I will never have it. Yeah, Go ahead, Dan. Fucking... Well, the one thing I do want to say. China's wrong. Reese. Reese. Yes. From a technical perspective, take the body types away, take the muscles away, take everything away. Would you rather be technically trained in striking by Eric Elbaracin or Rafael Cordero? Rafael Cordero. Here's, here's my question. If this man is so technically sound and so... Such an oh, he's had so many kickboxing fights. He had so no, many, no, 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 no. That, why I'm not is he so talking about Izzy. I didn't mention anything that has to do with Izzy. I'm talking about Kelvin Gastelum versus Paulo right now. Would you rather be striking coach trained by Eric Albaracin or Rafael Cordero, who's technically more sound? I don't care about body Hoof. types. Who's Mike Tyson training with right now? My answer is Henry Hoof. Rafael Cordero. I want Henry Hoof in my corner. All I'm saying is that please stop disrespecting Kelvin Gastelum striking. Please oh, no, stop I, disrespecting I the game plan that Rafael Cordero is And I'll tell you why. And th- that worked really well against I'll him. Tell you I know why it didn't get the job done. I'll tell you why but, I'm disrespecting Calvin Gaslam striking. 
It's not that he's not a good striker. It's not that he can stand and bang with the best of them. It's but he the can't. Fact That's that what I'm saying. He can't. It's the fact hats. that he's in the wrong weight class. He's giving up size. And if you have a good game plan and you are a very technical striker, he should be the easiest person to pick apart ever. I'm not arguing ever. for Calvin Gaslam at any point. I know. I'm I not arguing not. for him at any point. I understand point. you're not. But how I'm does Jack Manson go in? How does how does Jack Manson go in there and roll him like that? And Izzy, the defending champion, struggled as much as he did. How? Because we're talking about a grappling approach versus a striking a- approach, and we're You're arguing a about a striking coach. You're a champion, we're, dude. We're talking about a striking coach. Shut up. All right. Here's what I know about this fight. Paulo will move forward with ferocious, ferocious aggressiveness in round one. I think that a sprinkle on Paulo in round one at a plus 450 clip that it's looking at right now is a pretty good bet. Do you I even think that a sprinkle. I think that a sprinkle on round and on Paulo in round two is a pretty good bet. But here's the thing about Paulo and Izzy. One of them is a lot more experienced. One of them has been proven. Israel is as technical, as sophisticated, and as experienced as any fighter in any combat sport of all Ever. time. If you're going to stand and bang with him for 25 minutes, you better have a, a non-one-dimensional plan that's just I, – I agree that I'm scared of Paulo trapping him that. in the corner. I'm you scared of Paulo trapping him in, get- in a corner and landing. I'm scared that we is one-dimensional. Thank God this isn't at the apex. This isn't a small cage. No, dude, Stylebender style bender is one-dimensional. His, his anti-wrestling is some of the though. best what, in the world. Do you see his takedown defense? about being the most dynamic striker ever? Dude, because you just said it. You literally were saying no. the reason why the Castleman went is because he had a striking approach that he almost lost. When her Manson went in there and rolled striking him with the heel hook in two minutes. Bro. Going forward and only, only being good when you're on the prowl trapping someone in the corner, that's being one-dimensional. Okay, let, let's let's take so emotions long. out of this for a second. Israel Adesanya is the most overhyped champion I've oh, ever shit. seen in my How entire life. He, okay, because he beat – I'll tell you why. Ever. I'll tell you why. No, Chris Weidman. No, I'll tell you why. It's because he beat Israel, It's because he beat Anderson Silva, who's 45 years old, by a, a lackluster performance. Dude, and then people were, and then people were calling for John Jones. Oh, he, he give him John Jones at light heavyweight title. He dancing in the cage. That was more of a guys, show than all, You got exactly. You proven my point. Yeah, but he won. It, was, it wasn't. It was show least competitive win ever. Dance, he dominated he did that a fight. Dance before his Robert Whitaker fight, and everyone's just like, "Oh my god, this guy's the Hall of Famer." Don't get it. No, we're, dude, we're, fuck off. That no, was the sickest fucking. No, test. you're about to watch a grown ass man put his head in the rap. Thousand people watching that. Good. We're not here to watch dance shows. We're here to watch two men get it on. And yeah, then fun. he won the belt. Oh, tough way to to back that dance up. Can we talk about fights that matter? Like, fuck the Anderson Silva fight. Obviously, like, fight. whatever. Lost to Marvin was it was a dance. When we're looking at one-dimensional strikers who get busted up, my mind goes straight to Edmund Shabazian in this division. A guy who got busted up by the second that he faced a worth-his-salt grappler in Derek Brunson. Do you know what happened when Derek Brunson faced Izzy Adesanya? He looked Different like Derek a Brunson. fucking joke. Different Derek Brunson. One dimension. The perfect combo Different, head Different kick Derek Brunson. Knockout. You don't, Shiner, are we even watching UFC back before Derek Brunson changed camps? Probably not. So I don't even want to hear it. He's a different a Derek Brunson than when he fought Israel Adesanya, and that is a fact. And if you tell me otherwise, you're wrong. He's more disciplined, has better game plans, and that is why he's looked different and is 3-0 since changing camps. Regardless, regardless, if Robert Whitaker could have taken Izzy down, he would have. 
Izzy has a different level of anti-wrestling. He can't be one-dimensional with that amount of defense. He would never you he's he's one-dimensional on offense, but his one dimension happens to be hundred dimensions because he's throwing shit like Greg Maddox. He's he's throwing to miss more than he's fucking throwing well, to hit. Good. Well, it doesn't matter when he was a six-three guy who cut forty-five pounds going into this. If, think about well, this. Let way. me continue. Calvin Gastelum's strike didn't bro. have a. Kevin Gastelum should be fighting at lightweight, and he didn't have enough power on it to get it done. Do you know who bro, does? Two Apollo fights Costa. later since Gastelum. He's Let- two fights later. Two. Dude, he's, he has 60 fights Dude, in his career. You think two fights are going to help Robert him? Robert Whitaker out on his home soil. On Whitaker's home soil in Australia. It's both their home soil. Knocked his ass out in front of 65,000 fucking people. Let me continue. Because when, when, I like to, when I like to let my money talk, which is what betting is, I like to do it behind guys who have experience and good experience, good UFC experience. You literally make fun Paulo, of Paulo is a guy who has two career top 15 UFC wins. Compare that to Izzy's six. Not Who's to mention- Izzy's six top 15? Go ahead. I'm, I'm all ears. Give me Izzy's six top 15 wins when he fought them. I'm all ears. Because Anderson Silva is a, a legacy top 15. So if you're, di- if you're disrespecting the Johnny Hendricks fight, then th- why is the Anderson Silva fight held on a higher regard? It shouldn't be. Regardless, it's more than double if you take away the Silva fight. I mean, Anderson I mean, dude, Silva you're versus saying- Johnny Hendricks. Are we talking legacy as UFC fighters? Because I would say Anderson Silva is ranked yeah, Anderson Silva the greatest. A- he is, but you, if you're telling me that Johnny Hendricks isn't a first ballot Hall of Famer, then you're a clown, and you clearly have no idea what this sport is about. So let, let's, let's go back to my GSP, point. Though. Reese, you, you like to make a point that you take the bigger fighter. You think that uh, the, cut, the, the big cut of Paolo is going to make him the bigger fighter. But Izzy has the three-inch height advantage and eight-inch reach advantage. Statistically, fighters with an eight-inch reach advantage – Win seventy three percent of the time. You, what was you? Don't, don't Yanni the Greek right now. Don't Yanni the Greek bigger than him. Okay, but here's my point. So you're basically saying that because is his reach advantage bigger in this Costa fight or bigger in this ga- bigger in the Gaslam fight? Because Gaslam didn't have a problem closing the distance and landing fucking head kicks on him, dude. Are you kidding me? Watch I, that fight back right now. I'm not telling. I'm the not Marvin sitting Vittori here. Fight. I'm not sitting here and it's, telling it's, you it's that his important. reach is just gonna like solve the problem. I'm just adding up some building blocks. Now let's talk about Robert Wilkins. We, we mentioned it before. Pressing. We mentioned Martin it before. Split decision victory. Not only a loss. Brad Tavares, journeyman in the game. They not only at best. Different Derek Brunson that we've ever not seen. only has Paulo never Anderson been booked Silva. for five Unanimous rounds. Unanimous decision about with Calvin Gaslam. He started sucks. a third round once in his career. Who sucks. KO by How Robert did, who never wanted to be in there. And then the most lackluster Yoel Romero fight I've ever seen. And that's worse than Paulo Costa's Yoel Romero fight, which was also And, and Paulo Costa's fought Garrett McClellan. Who the fuck is that? Oluwale Bangbose. Bangbose's a freak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really relevant these days. Um, He's not relevant Johnny these Hendricks, days. Johnny Hendricks and Uriah Hall. Hall. How, how relevant are any of those guys right now? What I'm saying is that you guys are talking about Israel's top 15 resume like it's something that's good. Is he oh, no, I'm not saying would be, out of every champion in the UFC. Brunson would be the biggest win that Coast has had thus far. Out of every – dude, bro, it's a different Brunson. Coast, Izzy doesn't even beat Brunson today. No way. And he doesn't well, beat sure. Marvin Vittori today. No way. No way, no how. how do you say, and even if he inks past Costa, I'll wear the Izzy shirt every day for the rest of my life and cry my eyes out. But then I'm just going to get a plus dog on the next fight because Izzy has holes that are going to be exploited. I guarantee it. He's the 
easiest, most beatable champion the UFC has and maybe has ever seen. That is it. Reese, that is a, a cold, it's cold not. take. It's really I, I would like to, I would like to finish and be able to get my pick. <laughs> I don't give a shit these guys. You know, they ranked him up the rankings so fast. You guys are like – Literally, you guys buying hype. Like, what the fuck are you like, saying, bro? I haven't this been is, able to finish it all. No, this is what I'm Whitaker. Let me guess. Shine the fight you're his calling for out. is Izzy Adesanya versus Kazmat Shmaev. They're the both two greatest people to ever no. walk on earth because they're so. I want to see him fight Till, bro. It sounds like casual. I want the round robin going with Till, Izzy, Tosa. I want to see Cannonier in there. Go ahead, Danny. Finish what you're saying because my head hurts. These building blocks. It's not only has Paulo never been booked for a five round fight. He's only been, he's only started a third round once in his life. And if you have Paulo Costa at the stamina level of the beginning of that UL fight for 60% of this Izzy fight, are you still picking Paulo? Not his fault that he finishes. He sets an unsustainable pace. And if okay, you look at his, doesn't... and if you look, you want to mention Yanni the Greek, if you look at his pattern, it's been taking more and more and more significant strikes thrown for him to finish. He's having no, more I, and more trouble. You don't understand. I'm very well aware that Paulo Costa, if I want to be right, needs to win this in the first two rounds. That's it. If it goes past that, it is Izzy's fight. And I'm not even – and the thing is, the thing that's the worst part is I'm not even impressed by an Izzy – I'm not even that – I don't think Paulo Costa is that good of a fighter. I think he's just a brawler who's a big man and loves to throw hard punches. And so and that's I why could, I brought up the thing about Rafael Cordero versus Erica Barrett. But that, but that's I think what technically, me. I think technically, Kelvin Gastelum is the better striker than Paulo. I think Paulo is the more scary person. I'm going to sprinkle on Paulo in round one. I'm going to sprinkle Paulo in round two. I think that the real money plays here. The things that everyone's like ignoring because of because of the hype, and it's not the Izzy hype; it's the Izzy Paulo hype. Izzy sitting at plus three hundred, and Paulo sitting at plus eight hundred by decision. If they respect each other for two rounds, if they don't just run at each other right away, Costa doesn't. This fight them. goes plus eight hundred at decision. Reese, putting that back. These numbers are big. I'm I'm not saying this in any disrespect to my whatever for Adesanya thinking he's going to win this this fight. I hold Costa in a very high regard, too. Izzy holds him to very high cards. And I think this is something that – Izzy said this before. This is not going to be a one-time fight. This is going to be a multiple-time – this is a rivalry right here. And I wish that COVID didn't rob us of the public, the, the crowd, everything. This would have been the biggest fight of the year. I you know they're, Did you know they're friends? Like, that beef is all fake. They're boys. Yeah. They love each other. It's yeah, because they both know that they're studs, and that's why I'm so pumped for this fight, Dude, too. They're both so fucking beatable. You look at champions. You want a guy like Usman. who li- You who literally look at him, though? you're like, I don't see a path to victory. Who anyone who has half of a game plan. Anyone who has half a game plan. We're just going to have to see Saturday. If Paulo doesn't knock him out, who's going to beat him? Who's got the game plan? Who's got the wrestling tactics? Who in the yeah. division? He's so Next susceptible. Both guys. Middleweight's weak. I told you this so long ago, Shiner. Middleweight and light heavyweight is so weak. Who's there, though? If it's so weak, who's there? What do you mean? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Izzy's not a respectable champ. Okay. Because he's fighting scrubs. You're like, Robert Whitaker is my favorite fighter of all time. I hope he is. Robert crazy. Whitaker wasn't mentally there. A healthy Robert Whitaker beats Izzy every time. You were on Till to beat Robert oh Whitaker God. not a month ago. I was on an island When there. our – because Till has – because Whitaker's lost himself. Till's a poor man's fucking Adesanya. Back, when we go back and we look, when we go back and look at their careers, 
Whitaker is going to go down as a better middleweight than Izzy, in my opinion. I'll bet There's you no way because they, they need to move on. I mean, it's all subjective. In their prime. Cash. You, you, think, you think Robert Whitaker, after going to two wars with Yoel Romero and then literally – I think Robert I Whitaker holding anymore? the belt is considered still his prime. All right, whatever. Parker, go ahead. I can't – you're doing Izzy by what? Decision? Decision. I'm, I'm okay. playing the – everyone else on the knockout, I'm on the decision. I'm on the decision too. Parker, go ahead. We no. knew this was going to happen. We knew this was going to happen. We knew this fight was going to happen. We've been we've, – it's been steaming for weeks on this thing. And we all disagreed. It was going to happen. Hearing that long arguments, Reese, I just wanted to say sorry. I'm going to be going with Izzy on this fight. Psych! Fuck you, Shiner. Fuck you, Danny. Let's go! Costa does not lose these type of fights. The last time he was so confident in a fight was Amanda Lemos, and we all know where that one went. <laughs> Costa. TKO. I strike. <laughs> Let's go, Parker. We're picking up points. Easy work. Kobe, go ahead. You want to aggregate and lose points and ride with the cash? Man, I, I'm going to aggregate, and I hope I'm not losing points, but I'm taking Costa by strikes. Oh, wow. Let's go. Oh, wow. Boys, let's go. We're we, on need the some bet. we need some bet on this for everyone, too. This is like we, a fucking crazy fight. I don't know. Oh. I mean, I, if I have to wear an Izzy shirt every day for my life, it'll be terrible. Every time nervous. we ever film, all I can say to close this out is we'll find out Saturday, boys. Fight Island. We'll find you, out. Y'all better fucking Who is watch. getting their first loss ever? Who is going to be the guy who goes in looking for their ch- – Okay, can I say one thing really quickly? And it's part of the Let narrative that's so decade. interesting. I'm saying one thing that's, that's part of this narrative. Before Izzy fought Whitaker, Paulo Costa was in an interview. He's watching this interview, and they said, who do you think is going to win? And he goes, I think Robert Whitaker is going to win. Okay, that didn't Wrong. Happen. And he goes, he goes, because he's the better fighter. However, I want Izzy to win so bad because not only am I going to beat him, but I'm going to murder him. He has holes in his game. He has holes in his striking and I'm going to kill him. And that is what he said before the Whitaker-Izzy fight. And he he's a man. In English, he said it in broken English, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. The moral of the story is that when, when Izzy goes in there, Izzy's like, all right, I'm going to retain my belt. I'm going to piece him apart from distance. I'm going to whatever, whatever. When Paulo Costa is closed, when they close that ring, the thing you need to realize is that Paulo Costa isn't locked in a ring with Izzy. Izzy's locked in a ring with him. And How he needs to run away for two rounds. Yeah, we're not even going to – don't it's pretend. It's an unsustainable like pace, Reese. The over-under on this goes to the ground is 0.5, and then I take the under. Reese, so Reese. He by Romero. He took a ton of huge shots. So it wasn't like yeah, that decisive of a victory. He wore it. Dude, Izzy almost got knocked out by Gaslam. Reese, we we're talking almost for a second. Izzy has a 75-5 and record in kickboxing and a 19-0 and record in, in MMA. When, oh, when was the last time you saw him separated from consciousness? We keep saying almost. We'll we find out saying, Saturday. using this word drop. He's been separated from consciousness. You, you're familiar with Bruce Lee? One time. One time. You familiar with Bruce Lee? It's like water. You know what I mean? You drop a water 99 on a stone, eventually fights. a hole comes through. 99 fights. Like water the chin's going to give. One time. The chin, what I'm saying is the chin's going to give. And it's time. He's been to wars. And you want to know Reese, something? Are they, are they yeah. fighting more than once? Yes or no? We'll find out. No. Because I think they're both bums. But no. We'll find out Saturday. Oh, I disagree with you on that. Dude, it's fake beef. They love each other, dude. There's literally videos of them, like, hugging each other, being like, That's why they, they have so much respect for each other. They're so excited to fight each other. 
I'm so Reese, Reese, Reese you think this whole division is bums? What do you want for the yeah, middleweight I think, division? I think 85. Well, in, in a perfect world, you other think than Prime Whitaker three years ago. No, you don't scrap the middleweight. I just hope we see some prospects come up. Shabazz, if, if Izzy knocks him out, are you like against your? I mean, dude, look at just really quickly. Look at the other weight classes: lightweight, stacked, featherweight, stacked, welterweight, stacked. And then you go to middleweight, and you're like, oh, I'm so worried about Jack Hermanson. No, come on now, dude. Izzy Robert Paulo, Izzy Robert Paulo UL. I'm scared. Like, okay, those are scary guys. Those are the perfect combination of size and I athlete to just there. be like quick and scary. Till's young. I still got Till in there, too. Yeah, I would like to see Till prove something to me. I mean, he's, he's a like bum. 27. I don't know. I he also got... lost to Stephen Thompson. We'll find out Saturday, boys. It's going to be a big one, and somebody is going to come onto this podcast next Tuesday in great regret, and it's going to be an exciting time, and I'm excited to see it, and I wish you all the best. Benny. I've given my life for this podcast. And Costa's gonna fucking separate fighter. Izzy from consciousness. There ain't no, there ain't no fighter who I'm even one millionth as in. Right, dude, you're literally like the standard oh, kid. If I went on the street and I was like, name a UFC fighter, I'd be like, oh, Salander, Izzy, Fine. he can Fine. dance. How many? He how many fights so you been in Vegas? How many fights you been in? He's such title, a good dancer. Title. I don't give a fuck about his five round title fights against scrubs who don't even want to be in the ring. Robert Whitaker's Robert Whitaker's a Hall of Famer, but he was everyone can admit that Yolo Romero, those wars took a toll on him, took a toll on his chin. We all can admit that. But I how can, but like how can you highlight the Yolo Romero as a com- competitor for Robert and then like downgrade Yoel Romero as a competitor for Izzy. If you ask Yoel Romero, you can't have it both ways. No, you did it for Costa, dude. You said the same thing for Costa. So I'm just saying that if we have to keep it constant, I'm with you. I'm saying if Yoel was the scariest motherfucker and that he took years off of guys, if he took years off of Robert Whitaker's life, you have to like then throw some praise to Izzy for beating him regardless of how that went. Yoel Romero threw more strikes in one round against Robert Whitaker than he did against both Costa and Izzy combined. Is you it know just what? Me, I, are you guys as pumped about this fight as I am? More pumped than I've ever been. Pumped for I'm, one individual fight ever. All right, Stay I'm pumped. signing off. Great pod, as always. Costa's going Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.